I trust you're going to be blessed tonight. Hallelujah. Um, I'm, I'm encouraged by so many of the reports that we've seen. God is good to us. Tonight we're going to be ministering along the line of seeds once again. Uh, we ministered a message, God's Seed System Part 1, I don't know, a couple years ago. And uh, uh, I won't be covering a whole lot of what we talked about before. But I will say this, let's pray. God, thank you for utterance in the Holy Ghost. I thank you that you want your people encouraged. I thank you that you want your people to believe in what you have set in motion, that there are seasons and times, and when your people receive a heavenly seed and they sow it, praise God, that it's coming to pass. I thank you for uh, uh, your people being energized tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Give utterance tonight and give us ears to hear what the Spirit says. Let each friend be encouraged. Tonight, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. So glad you came out for our little Bible study tonight. God is good. I trust you'll be blessed tonight. A couple weeks ago, I brought a little message forth. And if you remember, I had a little assistance from Vanna White. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I'll just say just a few words about that. I was, I was preparing, you know, something at the kitchen sink and God touched my heart. I was doing something that I love to do. I was preparing guacamole. Somebody say, hallelujah, guacamole. That almost sounds spiritual. I just know they have that in heaven, don't you? And, uh, you know, I did something that I've done hundreds, if not thousands of times, and you've done it too. And uh, I had cut into the avocado, and, uh, and then uh, I found this, you know, well, not this one. This one was tonight, hallelujah, right before we came. Open it up, and there's this honking seed in there. Everybody say seed. Seed. And right as I'm about to pull it out and throw it away, like I've done thousands of times, and you have too. Come on, somebody. I'm not the only one. Right about the time I'm about to throw it away, the Lord touched my heart about that. He says, hold, hold on a minute. Look at that seed. And he says, you need to become more uh, sensitized to, to what you have in your hand. And, of course, you couldn't miss with this one. He says, oh, well, it's a seed. Yeah. I went to re, revisit what God did with seed time and harvest. And uh, so we did, uh, uh, had a good time last time talking about seeds. And we'll just read a, a little bit by way of introduction. Uh, this seed stuck out, st- stood out to me. And there, there, there came basically the teaching and really the inspiration that God was touching me with. Genesis chapter 1, verses 11 through 12 in the New King James Version says this, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit that uh, a fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and the herb that yields seed according to its kind. And the tree that yields fruit whose seed, everybody say seed, is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And then Genesis chapter 8, verse 22 says, he, he made this statement, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. So friends, this whole concept of the fact that someone sows a seed, and there's more seeds than avocado seeds. Believe me, there are spiritual seeds. There are so many different kinds of seeds. We can't possibly touch them all, you know, in a couple of sessions. But understand that this whole concept of seed time and harvest is a, is a concept, or rather a law, that God set into motion at creation. 
and humanism would have us to try to uh, deviate from the plan of seed time and harvest and help us to have us to demean the seed and try to get us to be uh, so, I guess, deceived at disconnecting the whole idea of sowing and reaping and obscuring the whole concept of cause and effect. You've got people that do something really stupid and don't expect, uh, and they expect good results. And, and you've done it and I've done it. Hello. You've got, you've got people that, that think that they could um, be dishonest and prosper. You've got people that think that they could be stingy and prosper. You can't do that. You have people that, that mistreat you know, or neglect their, their family or their wife and they think they can have a happy life. You can't. You cannot have a happy family if you don't sow proper seed. People want, everybody wants harvest. We live in a welfare society. No, n- nothing against people that are getting help and assistance. That's not what I'm trying to say. But people have such a sense of self-entitlement that you owe me something. Here I am, I am, therefore you owe me something. And no, and we, we, we really have not gone to the trouble, many of us, to be schooled in the whole idea that you've got to do something. And God gives seed to everybody. That's, that's there's something very interesting about seed, just, be, just as by way of introduction. Seed is always insignificant, or I should say is always nominal when you compare it to the effects of the seed. I realize I'm holding a very large seed in my hand, but do you know how, how, how huge avocado trees get? They're huge. And, you know, there's other seeds, too. There's little, there's little uh, uh, mustard seed. We talked about that before, that it's a tiny little seed. It looks like a little speck, but you put that in the ground, it germinates, and all of a sudden you have this huge tree. Hello, somebody. You, can all, you cannot always go by what a seed looks like as to what you're going to get. So anyway, anyway, friends, we talked a lot about this before and you saw that that one of the things that that we were trying to encourage us in is you got to plan it. How many times have I told myself I've lived at that location for over 10 years and I said, I have this, I have this huge, huge yard. I want an avocado tree. But how many times I just keep doing the same thing that you've done. I just keep throwing it away, throwing it away. And then one Christmas sister came and she gave me, she, she, she took the avocado and put it like they do in a little cup with toothpicks and it's, and it budded and a little thing came out and she gave me a little, it looked like a little stem, not, not, hardly any leaves to it. And I said, wow, how did that happen? Duh, she did something to get it to, uh, to get it to sprout. And so, you know, that tree, uh, you saw, those of you that were here, you saw that tree. It's about three feet tall, just about, and it's got these fairly large leaves on it. We're going to have to do something with it. We're going to have to put it in the ground. I mean, we, we, we went, it was, it was already in soil. Now we have to go out and put it someplace so it could really take off. But the thought, friend, is this. In order for a seed to work for you, the law of Genesis that God has put at your command... I want you to notice something. He said, I am going to bless your seed. Now, I understand that in the Old Testament, it, when he talks about seed in many, t- many cases, and in most cases, they're talking about your children and, and, and so forth, your family, but also your, even your cattle are supposed to be blessed. Even your trees are supposed to be when he Also, when he says your seed, it's also the seed that you're going to plant is blessed. So that's sort of some things that we were talking about last time. And, you know, the law of seed time and harvest is for real. And just a couple of thoughts about seed. And that is that uh, Jesus said this, uh, So is the kingdom of God, so as a man should cast seed into the ground, Mark four twenty six. 
and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up, he knoweth not how, for the earth brings forth fruit. Everybody says, bring forth fruit. First the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. But when the full fruit is brought forth, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. This is a little analogy of what the kingdom of God is like. Hey, if you want love in your life, you have to sow the seed of love. And there might be still a little bit of arguing, a little fussing going on in the house. There might still be a few arguments going on. But as long as you're putting that seed in the ground, hello. First the blade, you might get a smile. Well, that's good. She only chewed me out three times. She chewed me out three times and smiled once. Improvement, hallelujah. The blade, then it begins to take shape and it begins to grow. And you know, friends, don't be... I'm going to hear myself, but the whole idea is you cannot be discouraged by the stages of growth because the entire kingdom of heaven and even the system that God has laid out in the earth that dominates today is the whole concept of sowing a seed. When you sow that seed, and it, always, it doesn't start enormous. You don't get a tree right off. You don't, start, you don't get a happy marriage immediately. I mean, those of you that have been married for a while, you know that. You said you thought you were in love. This is great. I do the honeymoon. And then I don't know when the first fight started, but you know like, oop, the honeymoon's over. You better know. You better start sowing some love seed. And some, a lot of us are deficit in that. you got to st- start sowing some love seed, friends. But yeah, the, the blade, the ear, then the full corn in the ear. Praise the Lord. Then here, here's a thought. Galatians 6, 7. This is like a keynote scripture for us tonight. And I'm going to read it in the New International Version. New NIV, Galatians 6, 7 through 10. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit will from the Spirit reap life everlasting. Let us not become weary in doing good for in the proper time. Everybody say time. time. There's seasons to things you understand. So you have to be patient. You've got to believe in the seed that God puts in your hand or in your spirit to, to, to sow. To sow. It says, in the proper time, you're going to reap the harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. That includes your kids, your friends, your co-workers. Hello, somebody. Your church. Let us do good to your team members, committee members, city councilmen. Do good to them. Even if they're doing, being not so nice to you, Mr. and Mrs. Not So Nice on the council. You still are nice. Praise God. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of God. Are we ready to get into this? The first, the first thing about seed that I want to share with tonight that I feel the Lord wanted me to share is that God always is going to give you seed to sow. There will always be a seed for you to sow. When you're, when you're in a situation that's very, very difficult, He is always going to provide seed. Pastor Tom, how do you know that? 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. And this is in the Amplified. Notice this. And God who provides seed for the sower. Well, I thought this was... Uh, isn't this like about giving money in that? Well, yeah, it, it, can be, it, it is definitely in that context. But we're not limiting ourselves to money, friends. 
We're talking here about the law of... I'll get a little closer. Somebody say, get closer, PT. Get closer. There we go. Hallelujah. We're not talking about money tonight. We're talking about life. And money is a part of it. But we're, it's everything you do has, is controlled and dominated by the law of seed, time, and harvest. So whatsoever a man sows, that and that only he is going to reap. So notice this. God provides the seed for the sower and bread for eating. Uh, and, and bread for eating will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which manifests itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. Let's go with the first seed. Can we go with one seed tonight and see how far we get? I'm just going to throw myself at it and see what sticks. The, the very first seed and probably the most important seed, which you would probably say isn't that somewhat cliche, my friends, the, the first foremost and most powerful seed that you can have. There are natural seeds and there are spiritual seeds. There are emotional seeds. There are all kinds of seeds. But the most powerful one is the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. It has within it the power of Genesis. When When you declare something with your heart, with your mouth and believe it in your heart and you sow that seed and release that word, something happens that no other creature can do. Only man that's made in the image and the likeness of God. You know, it's very interesting. Satan was not, and, 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 and angels are not created in, in the in, image of God. They're not able to decree things and release the creative power through a, a word that's a seed or um, we're just talking about seeds tonight. They can't do that. They, they cannot create. They're not in the man class. As a matter of fact, I read in the book, The Blessing, and it really registered my spirit. Uh, Satan and, and demons are the lowest form of spiritual forces in the earth today. The lowest form. And they're not created in our image. God created man in his image as a speaking spirit with the ability to dominate, to sow, and to bring forth, and to increase and multiply. So that's... Kind of a whole nother little thing there. But what's so interesting is he's given us, he gives us supernatural divine seed. Well, the first seed that we're going to talk about that has to do with word is First Peter chapter 1, verse 23. It says that we have been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. What is that seed? The word of God, which lives and abides forever. That supernatural utterance, that supernatural seed came into your spirit and boom, you believed, you confessed Christ and boom, something happened. You became a new creature. How did that happen? It was a supernatural seed that happened. Supernatural seed. But see, it doesn't stop with just being born again. Mark 4.14 clearly talks about a sower sowing the... So that he sows a word. So that tells me that the words that you speak, especially they're they're on turbo with super steroids. If you're speaking God's word, when you sow into a field of your life in the city of your life with something that's the word that's powerful, that has the ability to create. That does that's a, a a characteristic that Satan doesn't have. And here's a little aside. Since he doesn't have that power, how does he dominate people? Well, he tries to get them to create the wrong thing. He whispers in their ear and say, just go ahead and say this. Go ahead, say that. Say that you want to divorce. Yeah, go ahead and say that. That's a lousy kid. I'm sick and tired. Say that. Say that. See, he tries to get you. It looks like we're going down the tubes, you see. But so, so when, when a man then begins, because he's created in the image of God, when he then takes hold of that and believes it and says it, he releases like a, a law of Genesis, whether for good or evil. Oh, wow. So he tries to get people to say things. 
So anyway, let's, let's look at this. The sower sows the word. Friends, you have the privilege and the right to receive word that's being sown. Right now, we're sowing word. Jesus said the sower sows the word. Word of God is being sown into your spirit. And that, that has the capacity, and I know this seems, this seems like a, a pretty uh, a cliche in a word of faith kind of a church, but I'm trying to approach it from maybe a different angle just to jog your thinking a little bit to understand that we are not to underestimate the power of seeds that God gives you. That's the problem. We're, we're so used to throwing them away that we have to reprogram ourselves just how powerful this really is. So we were born again of incorruptible seed by the word of God. And Jesus, look, look at how much Jesus believed in these things that he was transmitting to people. When you speak to your kids, when you speak to one another, encouraging, you're actually investing or imparting what? Seeds into people. You know what he said? Jesus said in John 6, 6, 63, notice what he said. He said, it is the spirit that quickeneth and the flesh profiteth nothing. The words, or really in our context, the seeds that I'm speaking to you, they are spirit and they are life. They have the ability within themselves to do something, to change something. I mean, I don't know what you, but people everywhere are trying to change. They're trying to change their weight. They're trying to change their nose. They're trying to, they're trying to change their family. They're trying to change their spouse. They're trying to change their job. I mean, how many of us are trying to change something? Come on. We struggle with things. We want to change things. But the whole idea is whatever point of crisis that you're in, there is God will always provide a seed. Or in this case, he'll provide a word seed for you. So that you can plant it in the spirit realm. And you can plant it. And you can water it. Hallelujah. And it's going to happen. Oh, I'm just going to... I have to go off the notes a little bit. It says... Actually, good. It's in the notes. Isaiah 55 said this. Said this. Look at this. Verse 10. 55, 10. It says, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but the water, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud. That it may give what? Seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. Remember, you're created in the likeness and the image of God. Is that right? So it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. If you want peace in your house and you begin to pray and declare and sow seeds of peace... Brother, sister, friend, you're going to have peace. The enemy is trying to make you think that, oh, well, we're not sure this is a special case. There are no special cases. This law works. If if you jump off the building, you're going to fall down, right? If you speak and sow the seed and you say it believing and you don't give up and you continue to say it, you will have peace. Oh, yes, you will. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, So he has confidence in what he sends into the earth. You need to have confidence in what you send and what you plant in the garden of your life. Your marriage is a garden. Your kids are a garden. Your ministry is a garden. You're a, we're gardeners. And God is giving us regularly things to sow into our gardens. Amen. So God will always provide a creative word to address your point of need. And you'll never be without one to sow into the life's situation. See, it's not just about money, friends. I think it's a poor man that doesn't have a word in season. You've got to have the word. I like what Dick Burnell said, Pastor Dick Burnell. He said, you're, you're like, the only thing between you and annihilation 
is, is a word. It is a word from heaven. Well, let's say it in our context. That the only thing between you and annihilation in certain situations is the seed that you've sown. When, when you hear about accidents, what kind of seed are you sowing? Are you saying, thank God I'm delivered from what? I'm delivered from accidents. The angel of the Lord encamps around about me and delivers me in all my ways of obedience and service. Hallelujah. Well, just a thought. Well, here, here we go. Proverbs 12, 25 says, Heaviness in the heart of man makes it stoop, but a good word makes it glad. Proverbs fifteen twenty three says this, A man hath joy by the answer of his mouth, a word spoken in due season. Oh, how good it is. So you can sow seed, a couple things. You can sit in places like this, or you could sit with friends and discuss things of, of the Lord, and you could, you could cross-pollinate. Hello? Cross-pollinate and get, get those seeds going back and forth, and you get stirred up in God. And you know what? The, that, the word that abideth in you and works mightily in you, it changes things in your life. Hallelujah. And in each other's life. That's, that's excellent. These are good words. These are good seeds. It, it says in Colossians three sixteen and 17, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And then it goes on to say this, which we're getting close to our next thing. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father. So what we're doing, we're, we're in the kingdom of God, and we're called to sow God seeds. Everywhere we go, we're called to sow God seeds. And when we see God seeds coming our way, we are to receive God seed. Notice this in Matthew 13, 23. Matthew 13, 23. But he that received seed into the good ground is he that hears the word and understandeth it. And which also beareth fruit and brings forth some an hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. Of course, this is the story of the sower, but in, in Matthew 13. And what I really liked about this is, is the fact that he says he, that he received the seed. Did you know you could go to church and God could try to be getting a divine supernatural seed that has creative power in you, for you, to, re, to be received into your life? And did you know that we could miss it? You could get distracted by the kid screaming in the side. Or you could get distracted by somebody's red hat over there. Or for some of you young men, you get distracted. Oh, that girl's cute over there. You might miss it, friend. You better just keep your eye on the word. Some of them girls. Oh, that guy, he's so cute. Oh, you better watch it. You better keep your eye on the word. You can't afford to miss a heavenly seed. And when it comes forth, you receive it. Well, Pastor Tom, how do you receive it? Well, I got this revelation a little while ago, and I've been doing this every chance I get. Think about this. When these moments are gone, it's over. We will never repeat this again. Here we are gathered in His name, and when you know, in a few minutes we're going to be dismissing, and it'll be over. But what can you do that has lasting benefit? Friend, you could say, be it unto me. According to your word, I receive it. Like Mary, she received the seed into her life, didn't she? She received it. And every time, when I hear something coming from the pulpit, and I say, ooh, ooh, that's God. That's, that's a dimension of my life. That's like, I want an avocado tree, right? Well, I, w- I want a tree like that. I want that in my life. I say, I'll take it. I receive it right here. And you receive it into your life. And then you hold that close to you, just like Mary held it in her heart. You don't 
receive the word by just being casual, coming to a church service and flippant about, oh, when's he going to be over? And, you know, oh, I got a text coming in here. Oh, check it out. There's a little something going on. That's not how you get the word. That's not how you get heavenly seeds to get on the inside of your spirit and produce supernatural results. And remember this. We talked about this. Seeds are programmed for exponential growth. What do you mean by that? Exponential means you don't go, you don't just say one seed and I planted it and now I have two seeds. No, you go from 30, 60, 100 fold. And there's some theological arguments of what does that mean? Is that how many times greater 100 fold is? Well, I can't tell you exactly how much, but if you could find any time that you could spend anything of value, be it time or money, hello, and you invested in something and you can get anywhere close to 30%, let me know because that's amazing. I mean, you know and I know you get about 0.2% or 0.1% in your savings account. Hello. And the market, money market ain't too good either. It's 0.2% or less. Hello. Where can you invest? Where better can you invest than allowing heavenly seed to come into your life? Where the minimum return is 30. But depending on the ground and how you form and how you come to church and receive, it could be 60%. That's double the profit. Or it could be 100%. That's amazing, friend. Where else can you invest that way? Your time. I don't know of any other investment than the kingdom of God where you can grow in peace, where you can grow in joy, where you can grow in health, where you can grow in purpose, where you can grow in effectiveness, where you can grow the anointing, where you could grow and be established, where you can grow a marriage. How about this? Where you can grow a family. Where else? I don't know of anywhere else. This is it. Where he, he, get, get to where the word's being sown. But anyway, not only go someplace where it's being sown, but I like Psalm 1. Can we, can we go there, Psalm 1? You could turn there while I read this little thing. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing because this is 1 Thessalonians 2.13, but you're going to Psalm 1. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it was in truth, the word of God. It's the same creative word as in Genesis 1, friends. You received it as the ability that it had creative power in it. And it really did have creative power. And then he goes on to finish it out with, with this, which also effectively works in you. But there's a little catch. Who believe? <laughs> you got to believe. That it's working in you. Oh, I, I tell you, it's a blessing to be a Christian. It's a blessing to have the Word. It's a blessing to have a church like this, where the Word of God, where the seeds from heaven are just flowing on a continual basis. So not only when you come to church, but how about this? Psalm 1, you're there, aren't you? New King James says this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law, or you might say the word or the seeds that come from the law of the Lord. And in his law and in his seeds he meditates day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted. There we go. We're talking about plants. I like trees. By the river of water, and by the way, rivers of water talks to me by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you got to water your seeds, friends. So you got to be in a place where you're flowing in the Holy Ghost that brings forth its fruit in its season. 
You know, I think the worst thing, when you take hope away from somebody, they think that I'm going to grow to a certain period of life and then I'm going to be disappointed because I'm never going to reach my potential. I'm, I've gone to a ceiling. It's never going to work out for me. I'm always going to be fill in the blank. Sick, lonely, broke, disgusted, whatever it is that you might say. That strips the, the human soul of hope. It strips up of enthusiasm for living. But when you sow that seed in your life, understand that he promises you that it, there is due season coming to you. I don't know of any person that, that doesn't get excited when they realize that something is going to happen and it's big. I mean, something good. <laughs> something good. Praise the Lord. So he goes, he goes like this, planted by the river of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. No, friend, God has a great plan for your life and it's wonderful and marvelous how he's working it out. And it's always going to end in a big crescendo, not some little peter out thing. We're all, God's made, made a great investment in all of you. He's got a great investment in your families. He's got a lot of word in you, praise God. And it's going to be a big crescendo. It's going to be getting better and better, not worse and worse. Praise God. Uh, and it says, and it goes on to say, whose leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever they do or he does shall prosper. Praise God. I wish I had time to tell you some stories of some of the mammoth projects we took on, but I can't because we've got to move right along. So we are to speak the truth in love. We're to receive those seeds from heaven and freely share them with our, with our family and friends because those have creative power. But here's something else. Let's touch this real quickly. Did you know that deeds are seeds? What you do is a seed. Friends, always seek to do the right thing. Matthew 6.33 said this, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. If you look at that in the Amplified Bible, it's really great how it shares it. Matthew 6, 33. Toward that end there, it says, God's way of being and doing right. God, in other words, how you behave in all of your transactions here on the earth. Do it and bathe it in righteousness. The way that God would have you to do it. Honesty. Integrity. Hello. Generosity. Love, mercy. God delights in mercy. His way, read it with me. His way of doing and being right. That's, that's, a, that's a major contributor to you sowing seeds. Your actions are seeds. Notice this in Isaiah 3.10. Isaiah 3.10. And I know we're moving fairly quickly tonight. But in the Amplified Version, it says this. Say to the righteous that it shall be well with them, for they shall eat the fruit of their deeds. Friend, if you're doing your very best to follow God like we sang tonight, I will follow you, Lord. If you're doing your very best to not cheat on your taxes, hello. Don't steal from your employer, hello. Don't cheat on your wife, hello. You do your very, very best not to run that red light <laughs> on the serious side. If you're walking in righteousness to the best of your ability, we're not earning our salvation. Please understand it. That's not what I'm talking about. You are saved not because of what you did, but now that you have been made the righteousness of God, and if you act like the righteousness of God, then it says here that it's going to be well with you. It says, let's read again, say to the righteous... That it shall be well with them. 
for they shall eat of the fruit of their deeds. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about deeds and the fruit of their deeds. And this is kind of a fun little example. I might, you know, let some of this go. But uh, I'm, I'm very, very, very proud of my wife who is working out and going to the gym. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, you know, she goes approximately twice, twice a month. This is something new. Uh, it's twice a week. Twice a week, sorry. <laughs> hey, twice, twice a month would have been better than what she was doing before. But twice a week. So, but this is very, very interesting. She comes home with her little cool outfit, you know, her little water bottle, all energetic, you know. And I, feel, I almost feel energized because she walked in the room. Like, wow, how was it, honey? Oh, yeah, we did these machines and those machines. And she's feeling good and this and that. And I see that sparkle in her eye. And I'm so proud of her. But did you know that I'm not doing the exercise she is? I feel exhilarated. She says, man, I, I suddenly feel stronger because she's working out. <laughs> How do you know that she can't exercise for me? And yet I have this illusion that because she worked out and because we live in the same house and I see her and she looks cool in her little jogging deal. <laughs> And a little water bottle, she tells me how I went from this weight, talking about lifting weights, I was lifting these, now I went to this weight, now it was so light, I had to go to the next one, and they're so proud of her that she's doing this. She goes, man, it was nothing, I had to go in there, she goes, you go, honey, you go, girl. (laughs) Although I'm enthusiastic for her, I'm not doing any exercise. So, here we go, it's not how much, how many exercise DVDs you watched, or how many friends you saw go to the gym. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Or how many gadgets you've collected in your closet that have these little exercise things. It's what exercise are you doing? Is that right? So, friends, this is a little, this is a little uh, wake-up call <laughs> for those of us that feel real comfortable because somebody else in the house is praying. Or somebody else in the house is, you know, sowing good seeds and we're feeling like okay because they are. But, you know, we all have the creative power and the responsibility to steward the seeds that God has given us, the word that God has given us, the the abilities, the energies. Quite frankly, Jesus, let me just share something else with you. Jesus said this, unless a corn, a, a kernel of corn falls into the ground and it does what? and it dies, it abides alone. But if it dies in the earth, in other words, it surrenders its own personal life, and it dies, all of a sudden, it will spring forth many-fold and bring a lot of increase. That's a law. I just want to, I, I want to challenge us hard of the bay. I think the Spirit of God is challenging us. This is a season of great favor and great increase, but it is also a season of great selflessness. We have, to, we have to fall, as it were, into the, into the ground with our own agenda. That's right. And with our own prayer list. And allow God to use you and bring this incredible increase. Believe me, you'll be happier that way. I'll be happier that way. Right. I know everybody's like, hmm, what are you saying? <laughs> we are surrounded with staggering needs. There are hurting people all around us. There's people, there's death all around us. There are people that their marriage broke up 
or they're, they're ill, or uh, they're in very difficult financial straits, or, or people that are depressed or finding very, very serious uh, physical uh, conditions. And just because you, everything is great, you, your food is full on the table, the refrigerator is full, you're feeling good because you went to the gym and worked out. <laughs> we cannot be oblivious to the fact, what? That there are the needs around us. Because you are anointed. If you could just let that kernel fall. Just put your own agenda down for just a little bit. He said, he that wants to find his own life and hang on, if you hang on to it, you're going to lose you're going to lose it. But if we, we're not here for very long on the earth, in case you didn't notice, this is, this is going to go like that. Yeah. It's going to go by so quickly. Yeah. But if we just allow ourselves to be part of the life energy, everything you have, your time, your energy, your talents, your money, everything, everything. If you just allow God to touch your life about that and allow yourself to be sown into the lives of other people, the ones that he tells you now. The ones he tells you. You'll find increase in your life. All these things will be added unto you. All these things. I mean, we're talking about the, 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 the shelter and the food and the clothing. Every, everything will be taken care of. But we've got, a, we've got with one of the translations says, you just throw yourself in with a, with a ba- total abandon. Knowing that, well, we've got to pick another point. I see you got real quiet in this first church. Uh, let's look at something else. So, so notice this. Therefore, lay aside all, this is James 1, 21 through 23. Lay aside all filthiness, overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, not hearers only. I say be planters of it, praise God, and waterers of it. Not hearers, deceiving your own self. If anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a glass. Notice this. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. You forget about what kind of authority you have. You forget about what kind of tremendous spiritual virtue and creative power God has put in your hand. And is not, but it goes on to say that he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, God's farming guide, hallelujah, continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Just really quickly, Luke 10, you don't have to turn there, but Luke 10 is the story of the Good Samaritan. There was a person that was uh, taken by thieves and he's left and stripped on the side of the road almost at the point of death. And so there is this Samaritan, of course, that a bunch of other people passed them on by, but fa- uh, Father expects us to operate in mercy and sow mercy. Expects us to sow mercy. You, he expects us when somebody's in trouble and we can help, he expects us to sow mercy. So, of course, he was, he was stripped of his clothing, wounded, and, and so forth. And they left him, it says here in verse 30, half dead. And there was a priest, and, and then there was other, another person, a Levite, and this and that. But it wasn't until the Samaritan came in verse 33 that he journeyed there. He saw him, and he had compassion. I mean, TV is one of the worst things in the world. You see so many people getting beat up and smacked. Everything is about killing. And, and, you know, uh, and you see so much war and so much extravagant craziness on TV. You, just become, uh, you can become, what's the word, uh, desensitized to just how, uh, just how much people are hurting. Really. And you know, sometimes it just takes a little bit of effort on your part to see somebody and help them on their way. 
just a little bit. And of course, this person stopped. He bound up his bandages. He took them to the inn. He said, Pay, uh, take care of them. And whatever, whatever uh, is not covered by here, by my, by my debit card, well then, <laughs> notice I didn't say credit card. Whatever is not on my debit card here, uh, just, just keep it on my account. I'll pay you when he comes back. Wow, that's generosity. Wouldn't you say that? That's, that's really, really cool. I, I don't have time to get into this. And Isaiah 58 talks about uh, dispersing your bread, clothing, deliverance, freedom. What's God's chosen fast, church? Come on, help me out as we're getting ready to close. Div, div, divide your bread to the hungry. Help the homeless. Cover the naked. Help me out a little bit, somebody. Boy, this isn't very popular. Let's skip on to the blessing part. <laughs> Listen. God doesn't expect you to stop at every person that says help, food, wanted. Not. He doesn't expect you to do that. But He does expect you to at least listen and be aware. Be aware. You know, you may pass, you may pass 600 people, but there might be one that God puts on your heart. That one. I want you to talk to that one. Let's just be obedient. And I think, I think God will bless us all in our way. Praise God as we do that. You know, and, just, and He says, if you, if you pour out that which... You used to sustain your own life for the hungry in verse 10 and satisfy the need of the afflicted. There's so many people afflicted around us. It's amazing. So many afflicted. Well, anyway, just a thought. Sowing seeds of kindness and generosity is expected of us. Amen? So unselfishness is basic. Now let's get to the shouting part. Everybody wants to shout. So let's let's get a good shout and take an offering and get out of here. There's an if to this whole thing, friends. Galatians 6, skips page 7 up there. There is an if to reaping. And it isn't just that you threw a seed in the ground or you spoke a seed into the spirit realm in prayer and it comes to pass. There is an if and we need to cover that if because if you don't take care of, if you don't cover that based on the if, you won't get the harvest. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that will he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. He who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap life everlasting. And then it goes on to say this in verse 9. Let us not grow while doing good. I want to read that again. Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. It's very interesting. He's talking about the law of... Notice this. He's talking about the law of seed time and harvest here, right? God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows in... He shall also reap. But isn't it interesting that the focus of it was doing good. That was the focus, friends. It wasn't money. Although, thank God that you could sow money and bless people. But he's talking about the kind of life that you are living in the sense of doing good. Doing the will of God. Doing righteousness in the earth. And notice what it says. It says, do good, especially to those who are of the household of faith. And, on, and, and so the if is that if we faint not. First, there is a season. There is always a season. The blade, the ear, then the full cord in the ear. Is that right? So we are not... Just a couple other things. New Living Translation says this. Let's not get tired of doing what is good. Always do the right thing. If you don't forget... If you forget everything tonight, just remember this. Do the right thing. Always do the right thing. Let, don't get tired of doing the right thing. It says in New Living Translation, let's not get tired of doing what is good. 
Let's, let's go to the Good News translation. It says this. So let us not become tired of doing good. For if we do not give up, the time will come when we will reap a harvest. Amplified says this, that you're, at the appointed season, we're going to reap if we do not loosen or relax our courage and faint. So these are all very interesting things. So notice that you have to continue. It speaks to me of a life that keeps doing it. Just keeps doing it. Oh, they spit on my face. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Well, it didn't look like the season came. Keep doing it. I'm not moved. The seed is working. Say the word is working. Now, I have a really, uh, just a little thought about do not lose heart. And then, and then we're getting really ready to close. Okay, I'm fixing to close. Do not lose heart. Keep trying. Keep doing it. Here's another thought. A person that has lost heart is one that has lost their courage or confidence. In this case, you've lost your courage or confidence in the seed that God gave you and in the God that gave it to you that's watching over it to give you increase. Paul put it this way. One man plants, the other man waters like Apollos waters, but it's who gives the increase. The day you lose confidence in the seed, what you're really telling me is that God that gave you the seed has, has lost his ability to increase what you did that was right. Friend, mark this down. Every deed that you do in the name of the Lord Jesus, whether by word or deed, he has an account of it. And he's pouring out his his blessing on you. Not that you're trying to earn it, but let's face it. When you walk in obedience to God, it's easier for him to bless you. Somebody said hello. We talked about the righteous a little earlier. What is that? A person that's really doing their level best to accommodate the will of God in the earth. Hello. Don't lose heart. Look at this. To stop believing that you can succeed. There's a lot of depressed people. They, they don't believe that they can make it. But friends, you can make it. If you've got the word, if you've got the seed on the inside of you, and you stick with that seed and you're sowing it, you can make it. And you are going to succeed. And it goes on to say here, to become despondent or disillusioned. Friends, that, that should not be even be a part of a vocabulary. And I don't mean to be hard on anyone because I know life situations come to us all. Is that right? But... Here's the thought. Didn't we say earlier that when you hit a hard season in life, no matter what it is, God is always faithful to give you a seed. He will always give you a seed to sow. Whether it's financial or whether it's an act of kindness or whether it's a a seed for you to declare a word seed and it won't return void. You keep on that seed. Hallelujah. Look at this. These are things that we don't want to do. Abandon hope. You know, the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick, becomes suicidal. Dear Lord, not that. We don't need that. Despair. Despair. And, you know, I, I don't like to read these words in church, but, you know, there's a lot of us that are facing that. Yeah, I don't want a show of hands here, but there's, there's a lot of hard things hitting. Yes, even in the year of God's favor, there's a lot of people dealing with this thing. They're very discouraged over this or that. But he's trying to tell you, don't falter. Don't give up. Don't give up hope. Don't give way. You are not going to hit rock bottom. Praise God. And you know what? He's, he's the glory and the lifter of your head. And to that, to that end, I want to read a final, final couple of scriptures. Deliver me not over, Psalm 27. Deliver me not over to the will of my enemies for false witnesses, Psalm 27, verse 12 and four, through 14. False witnesses are risen up against me and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted or I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Friend, I'm talking, listen very carefully. I'm talking right to you. You cannot afford, you can't afford to stop believing. You've got to believe that the divine seed that he gave 
to you in your spirit and what you have prayed and stood for years and years and years that due season's coming. The moment you relax your hold is the day you invite defeat into your life. Don't do it. Hang fast to what you've, what you, what he's given you. And it says, wait, verse 14, he gives the encouragement, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Now it gets a little more exciting. Well, I, I can't read all that. It's pretty already almost time to... Uh, I'm going to skip that, skip that. Okay, let's go to Psalm 126. Here's a prayer. Everybody probably knows what I'm getting at here. Turn our captivity and restore our fortunes, O Lord. Psalm 126, verse 4. As the streams in the south, the Negev, are restored by the torrents. They, friend, if you are fall in that category where things have really hit the ship of your life very, very hard. Remember this. They who sow in tears. But the fact is you sowed. You sowed. You prayed. You declared. Or you gave. However it is that you did it. You gave and you gave and you gave. Those that sow in tears. Shall reap how? In joy and singing. He who goes forth bearing seed and weeping at needing his precious supply of grain for sowing shall doubtless do what? Come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. I've got more good news for you, friends. And it comes from the book of Amos. Notice what it says in Amos 9.13 in the New King James. Behold, the days are coming and we're living in the last days. Listen to this. The days are coming, says the Lord, and get ready to shout. Do you have your shouting clothes by any chance? Just checking. Behold, the days are coming, saith the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper. And the treader of grapes, him who sows the seed. The mountains shall drip with sweet wine, and all the hills shall flow within it. I'm telling you, there is an acceler. I know that there's season. I know we talked about due season, and there's something about hanging on and, you know, being confident in what God said. But I also know of a promise in the scripture that the days are coming where we're living today where things will be accelerated. And notice the promise in Scripture as we give one huge praise to God in the Message Bible. Yes, indeed. It won't be long now. God's, de- God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of another. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. Somebody shout. This is a promise for you. And everywhere you look, blessings, blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. I'll make everything right again. He'll make everything right again for his people. Hallelujah. The Amplified Bible. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grace who was sowed seed. The mountains shall drop sweet wine and the hills shall melt. That is everything heretofore that has been barren. And unfruitful, unfruitful shall overflow. How many are you ready for the overflow? We're living in those days. Stand up. Let's give God a shout. Shall overflow with spiritual blessings. Come on. Let's praise Him. Shout victory tonight. Hallelujah.